0: hi friends my name is andy my pronouns are he and him and welcome to the hope collective church podcast here at hope collective church our mission is to develop inclusive communities where people discover sacred worth and calling and our four core values are empathy inclusion trust and humility this week we're starting our new sermon series for summer called called in and it focuses on how everyone is being called in by god and this week our sermon is called called to Repentance." John will be focusing on 2 Samuel chapters 11 and 12. And now, here's John.
1: Hey friends, my name is John Morgan. My pronouns are he and him. and Welcome to Hope Collective Church. I'm glad that you've joined us uh, today specifically because we are starting a new worship series with the title Called In, and I think it's going to be a good one. Well, when I think about these words called in, some other words come to my mind and my heart, like belonging, acceptance, trust, inclusion, uh, maybe some forgiveness, compassion. What words come to your mind and to your heart when you hear uh, the phrase called in? Well, a few days ago, the boys were throwing the lacrosse ball in our in our side yard, and uh, Elizabeth and I were getting dinner ready, and when it was time to eat, Elizabeth uh, opened up the window that overlooks the the side yard, and she yells, All right, boys, come on in. It's time to eat. And we started to laugh because we've been yelling that out the window for about 16 or 17 years now. It was just like when the boys were uh, were little tiny guys playing out in the yard. <laughs> Uh, when we call our children in we're letting them know that food's on the table right but there's more to that message when when we call the boys in we're also communicating hey this this is your home all right this is where you belong this is where you are loved the most we're calling you in because we're family we sit around the table and we do we do life together <laughs> And so throughout this called-in series, we'll be looking at stories in both the New and Old Testaments of the Bible uh, where, where people were called in uh, to be with God and, and, and to be together with other people. And so as we read these stories, I want to invite us as individuals in, in Hope Collective Church just to consider what does it mean to be called in. Well, last week, if you remember, we read the Pentecost story out of Acts chapter 2 where the first church received the power of God's Holy Spirit, and they began to speak in different languages. And there were critics there, remember, who said, that's not, that's not God's power. Those people are just drunk. And so Peter started the sermon that he was preaching, and he began to explain that, uh, that God's desires to make God's Holy Spirit available to all people and then he continued his uh, sermon and preached about miracles and, and the teachings of, of Jesus and reminded the people that they approved of Jesus' death. He preached about the resurrection and proclaimed that Jesus is now at the right hand of God. This is where we pick up in Acts, Acts chapter 2 and verse 36. This is a continuation of the same sermon. It says, therefore, Let the whole house of Israel know beyond any doubt that God made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Those last couple words, both Lord and Christ. I bet you've heard these two words before in their original language that was written in the book of Acts. In the Greek, these words, Lord and Christ, are Kyrios and Christos. Peter is explaining that Jesus is both ruler and Savior. He's both the supreme authority and the anointed one. He's both master and Messiah. And what's interesting about this portion of Peter's sermon as it relates to our topic today is that Peter is talking directly to who that, that we just heard in the scripture. He's talking directly to the people who crucified Jesus Maybe they weren't the ones who swung the hammers and and hit the nails, but they were certainly the ones who called for and approved Jesus' crucifixion. When they had the choice of, of freeing Jesus or freeing a known criminal, they chose to free the criminal and they watched Jesus die on the cross. And Peter is helping the people own their actions and their words. He's helping them to see how they played a part in this crucifixion. But this wasn't a type of venomous speech that, uh, where he called the people out. He didn't drop the mic and then, and then leave the scene. He wasn't nasty. He wasn't arrogant. I believe this was also by the power of that same Holy Spirit that we just talked about. The Holy Spirit uh, gave him the power as he preached in a way that left the conversation open. This is what we see in the very next verse, Acts 2, verse 37. When they heard this, they were deeply shaken. And they asked Peter and the other disciples, What are we to do? And Peter replied, You must repent. And I'm going to stop right there. There's more to that verse. I want to stop with this word repent because it can be a scary word once in a while. It can certainly be misused. In the short amount of time that we've been together as Hope Collective Church, I heard this word repent being used too many times to shame the LGBTQIA community. Most recently, I heard it shouted over a megaphone at, at the, the pride parade and, and celebration. More times than I could count. It makes me absolutely sick how this word is often used with intensity and hatred. And on behalf of the church, I apologize for the way this word has been used to abuse many of you. We're we're sorry about that. Repentance is actually meant to be a beautiful invitation from God. It's not meant to be used for the sake of condemnation, but for transformation. The kids in our Sunday school class this week and are learning uh, that to repent means that we might find ourselves heading in the wrong direction. So we we turn around and we find the right direction. <laughs> Another way to think about repentance is that it's an invitation to think differently about God's will for our lives. It's an invitation to open up to God. Let's look at it this way. Let's say that I'm thirsty and my glass is empty. and Let's say that you have a full pitcher of ice water and you want to offer it to me. What if I extended my cup out, but it was upside down? Well, what would you tell me? Well, of course, you would tell me to to turn it around so I could receive uh, that that water, right? And this is an illustration of repentance. How can we open up our lives so that we can receive grace and the goodness of God? That's repentance. (laughs) When I participated in the Celebrate Recovery ministry, we talked about overcoming hurts, habits, and hang-ups in order to receive the gifts of God. That's repentance. That's being called in by God. (laughs) So maybe that means addressing the hurt of past experiences and walking through the healing process so that we can open up Our lives to receive God's plans for our lives. (laughs) Maybe it's joining a group that helps address the addictions that are closing God out. Maybe there are personal insecurities that need to be addressed, like perfectionism, Uh, comparing yourself to others, battling that internal negative monologue, the insecurities, whatever it is that makes our lives like like that upside-down glass where we aren't receiving what God has to offer, whatever it is that's making our lives like that where it can't be filled, the invitation of repentance is to open up and to be filled. When I was thinking about this journey in my own life of repentance, I recognized that there's a trust level, right? Whenever we open up, our our lives it makes us vulnerable so we have to demonstrate a trust that God will only fill us up with what is good (laughs) I was thinking about this simple little prayer this week and I invite us all to pray this together I'll, I'll say it a couple of times it goes like this God help us to trust you more so that we may receive what is good Let's pray that again. God, help us to trust you more so that we may receive what is good. This is repentance. Being called in and opening ourselves up to God. And when we go back to verse 38, we understand that Peter was inviting the people to open up to God, to be called in by God. When he said, and I'll repeat those words, you must repent, and then he goes on, and be baptized, each one of you, in the name of Jesus the Messiah, that your sins may be forgiven, then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Peter isn't calling the people out. He's calling the people in, right? (laughs) Again, I think it's important to note that this invitation takes place immediately after Peter receives the power of the Holy Spirit. Because we know these are the people who saw to it that Jesus was crucified and Peter was one of the closest people to Jesus. He could have been hateful and accused them of murder. He could have prophesied eternal separation and offered no kind of way to receive forgiveness or salvation. He really could have called them out. But he's calling them into experience forgiveness and to receive the presence of God's Holy Spirit in their lives. (laughs) He's calling them in to be baptized and become part of the family of believers. (laughs) Do you see the difference between calling people out and calling people in? Calling people out uses the tactic of shame, but calling people in compels people with love. Calling people out causes separation, but calling people in creates community. Calling people out divides people up into sides where there's winners and losers, but calling people in invites people to be in the same team. Calling people out shuts off communication, and calling people in invites people to conversation and understanding. In today's culture, we can call people out in 280 characters or less and block anyone who disagrees. We can post a fiery meme with the intention of hurting the people who hurt us without even a plan of reconciliation. (laughs) When we call people out, we don't even have to face them. We can do it with one click of a button. I think that's why people have a difficult time opening up to the church because the church has a reputation of calling people out instead of calling people in. The irony is that Jesus rarely called people out, right? And when he did, it was typically the religious leaders. And may I be bold enough to say it was those who had the megaphones yelling nasty things. (laughs) Think about that. Even when Jesus was being crucified, he didn't call the criminals out who were hanging on either side of them. In fact, he said, I'll be with you today in paradise. He didn't even call the soldiers out who were nailing him to the cross, but he's just simply said, Father, forgive them. He was always calling people in. So we aren't surprised when Peter interacted with the people with compassion, the same way Jesus would. He was gentle, right? He offered repentance, which means he was calling people in lovingly. On behalf of God, he was offering the gift of the Holy Spirit. He goes on to say in Acts 2 verse 39, it was to you and your children that the promise was made. And listen to this, and to all those still far off whom our God calls. Oh my goodness. Wow. Is there a more beautiful invitation than this in all the scripture that we can read. (laughs) Listen to that, that last portion of verse 39 again. And to all those still far off whom our God calls. What Peter's saying is that God is calling in the people who aren't even close. God is calling in the people who are on the margins and beyond. God's calling in the people who we think are the least likely. God is calling in the people who we assume are not even reachable. God is calling in the people who don't even want to be called in. God is calling in the people who the Church has called out. God is calling in the people who the Church has kicked out. God is calling in all people... ...everywhere. I don't know where you are in relation to God today. Do you feel like you're still far off? Or are you closer than further away? Are you like the cup that's turned upside down or are, are you willing to receive right now and open up to receive the goodness of God or maybe somewhere in between, right? Do you hear God calling you in? Oh, this is just the first of of many in this series called in, so we're going to press pause and hope that you can come back again next week. Hey, let's close with that simple little prayer. We'll say it a couple times again. God, help us to trust you more so that we may receive what is good. God, help us to trust you more so that we may receive what is good. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope that this week's sermon has been an encouragement to you. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube by searching Hope Collective Church for weekly online services and other ways to connect with us. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast. And again, thanks so much for listening. And remember these three words, you are loved. Go in peace, friends, and have a great week.